0: Hi, and welcome to the Louise Fitzgerald podcast. This week, I'm going to chat about sleep. Sleep is such an important part of stress relief because I think that you can probably relate that if you had a shitty night's sleep the night before, the next day is completely thrown off. So you might be more reactive, you know, more grumpy, snapping at people finding that it's easier just to scroll through your phone rather than being able to focus at work and of the you know there's other effects too so we can eat more poorly the next day it becomes this sort of snowball effect one bad night's sleep and then the next day is not so great and then we're kind of more stressed and it can kind of go on and on and on so it, it might be something that you've dealt with for a long time. It might be something that you've got some little things that are working and maybe you're just completely new to this and you want to try some different things. And I think that's key, right? Because everyone's so different. So there's going to be some things that will work for you that won't work for someone else and vice versa. But I know for myself, I have never been a great sleeper. And so for me, I just tried things on and, and found things that worked for me. And then I've got sort of my own little routine. But I think that if you want some more ideas, you don't have a routine, but you want to reduce your stress, fixing your sleep or being, you know, contributing to a better night's sleep is kind of one of the most game-changing things that you can do. Because, After all, like even if you want to work on other aspects of your health, so maybe exercise, you might not have the energy for it. And, you know, actually the advice is probably that you don't exercise if you haven't slept well. If you know that overexertion, if you're already stressed, you don't want to put yourself into more of a stress state. So it is sleep is kind of one of a really quick (laughs) win if you can get some quick wins with it. So I wanted to chat about a few different tips. Now, uh, I'm not sure how much sleep you're getting, but according to the World Health Organization, we should be getting about eight hours of sleep a night, and apparently, only two thirds of adults are, sorry, two thirds of adults are not getting this right. So it's it's massive, and. It can really contribute, obviously, to our emotional, physical health, mental well-being, and sleeping will help your immune system. It will help your health and reduce long-term health risks, so things like uh, reducing your risk of illnesses and things like cancer as well. So all of this (laughs) might be... Adding to the stress, like I know, I know all of these things. I know I need to sleep better, but it's really, really hard. So I know that it's not so simple as just saying, here's the stats and just do it, you know, because again, I have struggled with sleep for as long as I can remember. Now, the caveat is (laughs) if you are out clubbing all the time, then maybe there is something you can just quickly change and get more sleep. Uh, but maybe you know you're binging TV to the early morning hours, and again, if you're not trying to actually go to sleep, there's some quick wins there. But my guess is that you're probably trying to sleep, but you're struggling to fall asleep, and or you're getting woken up, and then you can't get back to sleep. So there's a few little things that I've tried. So. One is uh, if you've got a busy mind or you worry a lot, so you might identify that it's your mind that's either uh, preventing you from falling asleep or when you wake up, it's kind of circling. So one thing that can be really uh, great is to notice that you might be training your brain that the bed is where you think. This was game changing for me to realize this. Because what I was doing was moving throughout the day and wasn't allowing myself to process thoughts and emotions. And so then when I got to bed, my brain's like, great, let's go. Let's think about everything that happened to you today. Let's think about what are you going to do tomorrow? And so it's really good if you can set aside separate time for this. Now, I'm going to put in the show notes a link to a... Uh, evening checklist for you. It'll be five minutes, but it's just going to give you these prompts to remind you to basically brain dump. So that's one aspect, right? So that we're putting a place and a structure for our brain to process this stuff so that it's not associating the bed as where we do this. Another thing is also not teaching your brain that the bed is where you say scroll through social media. And um, I'll go into a little bit more detail on that in a second. But again, you want to make sure that the bed is for sleeping and sex or whatever, but you know, that that is a space that you are relaxing. It's not where you're working. It's not where you're thinking. And so there's also like another little hack here that, is probably not recommended by sleep professionals, but I'm gonna tell it to you and you can try it and see if it works for you. Because one of the things for me was that when I had or or still have insomnia and get woken up at night, the more that I laid there and was like, oh my God, I can't sleep, and would get really stressed about it because maybe, you know, I had a meeting at 9 a.m. the next day or something really important. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't sleep. And it just gets worse and worse. Sometimes the better thing to do is actually just to wake up and break the cycle again, to break that cycle of the brain thinking that this is where we think. So I um, would, and again, on occasion still do this, uh, wake up and like watch Seinfeld and have a laugh and then go back to bed. Because I certainly know that for me laying there and worrying about the fact that I'm awake does not help. So again, this is not medical advice. I know screens are obviously not meant to be good for us when we're trying to sleep, but I know that when I would weigh those two things of like laying there and stressing about the fact that I'm awake versus getting up, breaking that pattern and having a laugh helped me to then, okay, reset, go back to bed. So give that one a go and see how you go. And um, okay, let me just, because I've written down these notes. Another really good one is identifying your routine. Are you ramping yourself up or down before bed? So what books are you reading? What shows are you watching and consuming? Are you doing a really, A hard workout before bed, you know, maybe an amped-up dance class, and then you get home and it's nine o'clock and you eat something and go to bed. So start to notice the different activities that you're doing before bed. Because if you think of those wind-up toys, it's like with every clockwise wind, you might be just sort of giving yourself more energy as if it was the beginning of the day when you should be actually winding down. So the other thing as well, and this is what I did touch on too, but the what is your mind consuming before bed? So if you're scrolling through social media, I have noticed within myself, and it would be really interesting for you to observe this too, but the absorption of other people's energy right before bed, that's what's happening when you're scrolling through social media. You're picking up on everyone else's energy. Whether you're conscious of it or not, I know that it's happening because I'm super conscious of it. And so if you're doing that, you're picking up on everyone else's emotions. And again, if you have not processed your own emotions and then you're absorbing everyone else's emotions and then you're trying to sleep, it's basically a recipe for disaster. So again, what are you consuming before bed is it uh, like I I like to watch, you know, crime shows or Criminal Minds or, or The Mentalist or um, you know some of those terrible. Sh- I'm going to call them terrible sometimes because they're like these horrific crimes and all that kind of stuff. But I like watching them. But one thing that I'm sort of mindful of is not watching that and going straight to bed. So sometimes I like to sort of splice a comedy in there or something. If this is what you're doing before bed, watching TV, just be mindful of the last thing that you're sort of consuming before you go to bed. This is like obviously someone that was being really strict would say, oh, maybe none of this is a good idea at all. But again, as you know, I'm really practical and realistic. So if you're going to do this, then just be mindful of creating a little break there so that your bed's not like watching a murder and then trying to sleep. Okay. So then the next one, again, this is coming back to screens. So whether you're watching TV or you're on your phone, if you can put your phone down at least 15 minutes before bed. So set the alarm on it, go pop it in your room and then go do what you've got to do. Even if it's just 15 minutes, it's far better than laying in bed and scrolling on there. And I know from intuitive guidance sessions, you would not believe how often I get the visual of, uh, you know, my client laying in bed, scrolling, uh, looking through their phone. So I know it's common uh, because I do, I see it in intuitive guidance sessions all the time. So putting your phone down at least 15 minutes is better than nothing. And the other thing, same with screens. If you're watching TV, I bought those um, pretty cheap glasses that had the blue light filter in them. That can definitely help. Again, you've probably read that you shouldn't be on screens at all, but I'm realistic. I know that you will be. I know that I am. So having a small intervention is super helpful there. And then uh, another thing about what we're consuming mentally, it's great to think about what are you consuming physically. So what are you eating? So obviously it's an obvious one, but reducing caffeine, or um, food that contains it, so chocolate. So try and cut it back throughout the day if you can, or consume them earlier in the day, or at least just not, again, right before bed. I eat really dark chocolate. And so I will try and eat dinner and pretty much eat the chocolate after. And then, you know, it's hours at least before I'm going to bed again, it's probably not the most perfect thing to be doing, but I'm realistic. So I just try and make these small little changes and I, and I hope that you can too, because I think when we read these tips and these articles that talk about, you need to do this, 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 and it feels like we're in sort of a military regimen and it's, If it's not realistic, we tend to just not do it at all. So what are the small little changes that you can do that are going to help you start to feel better and feel on top of it? And so uh, an obvious one as well, if you can meditate, if you can't, just doing some deep breathing before bed. So this is just sort of starting to calm you down, center yourself and come back to yourself. Like I said before, instead of scrolling through social media, if you can start to bring your awareness to yourself and if you can do uh, those activities in that checklist, again, uh, the link is in the show notes so you can download that checklist. This is gonna help you release the day and then pull yourself back to your own energy. Another nice thing that I've uh, heard as well is this idea that when you're falling asleep, so hopefully you've sort of processed anything that's sort of arisen in the day. But as you're falling asleep, you can start to think about maybe some ways. I think there's a little term I've heard, but I'm forgetting what it is. But you're falling asleep into the feelings of either gratitude and also the ways in which you were kind today. And you'll probably say, oh, but I I can't think of any. Trust me, there'll be something. It might be that you smiled at someone on the bus or you made eye contact with the person at the supermarket or you offered to help a colleague at work because they felt snowed under. So thinking of those things as you fall asleep is a really nice way to, yeah, fall into to the dream state. So there's a fair few things there. Um, I also just super practically have a sleep mask, I don't know what else to call it, which blocks out the light. You know, this is a really, really helpful one. I dim the lights in the house after dinner. These are really quick wins. And I also have, if you've got babies, you'd be so familiar with this, but white noise machines. I just have on my iPad or my um, iPhone, a app called Rain Rain. And I just play that So basically, I know that if I hear noises, I tend to wake up or if there's too much light. So if I'm a light sleeper, I just put in these little things that are really helpful for me to help make sure that I'm setting the right environment. And um, there's also this really great, this is just another little random one, but there's also this really great cream that I get from lush called sleepy, I think it is. But even if you can just find something that's got like lavender and all those things, they're just tiny little wins and you can build up your own ritual. That ritual then also is telling your mind again, that it is sleep time. It is not think time. It is not party time. It's not time to worry. It's time to sleep. So putting these little things in place is also like, Oh, the rain rains on the sleep mask is on. The lavender creams on, all those kind of things. And then it, it sets your mind into what's actually happening now. So, again, that um, five minute evening ritual, I'm going to call it. The link is in the show notes. And I strongly suggest you download it and start to build that little habit of releasing the day and stopping that overthinking mind. Even that alone, if you did nothing else, would be just such a game changer. So share this with anyone who you know also struggles with sleep and uh, also let them know about that checklist as well so they can download that. You can send them the link and um, anyone can access that. So thanks for sharing that in advance and thank you for listening and I'll chat to you on the next episode.